been a couple of weeks uh, since the first Bill Talk was released, and um, let's just say that quite a bit of feedback has come in uh, since we put that video out. And uh, there was a common theme uh, around a lot of the, the feedback that I received. So for this particular segment, I wanted to focus on kind of rolling up uh, that feedback in, into one or two buckets that are related so I can hopefully help provide some information that might be helpful for some of those situations. So what it really boiled down to in most cases was either setbacks and how to deal with them or, or barriers and obstacles and how to overcome them um, or in some cases how to avoid them which can be easier said than done, obviously. And what I realized in having some individual conversations with folks was that the setback or the obstacle that they ran into identified something that they maybe hadn't put enough thought into in the beginning. And that's their goal. What was the goal? What were they trying to achieve that something came up, some unknown factor or something happened that they were viewing as a setback? And in a couple of cases, there was actually some hesitation when I said, okay, well, what was it that you were looking to do and how has this setback impacted your ability to do what it was that you were looking to do? And what we learned was that in all cases, we weren't necessarily clear on what it was that we were looking to do. Or maybe it was a, a high-level, aspirational, 30,000-foot goal that maybe with one setback, we could just detour a little bit and, and change the altitude a little bit and find something else to shoot for. Now, it's, <laughs> I think it's a given that for the last month, just about everybody has faced a setback of one kind or another. And in fact, for most of us, there's been multiple setbacks. And believe me, I totally understand. Personal level, business level, uh, Rosie and I have not been able to uh, have our studio open now for a month. We're looking forward to getting back to that as soon as we can. So needless to say, whether it's our show or our production company, we're not able to do much, but we're finding ways to still get some content out through podcasts and through some, some other uh, videos that hadn't been released before and things like that just to, to keep going. And um, another example that I hope can can help with regard to setbacks I experienced personally was uh, on a, a physical or a fitness standpoint. And as some who follow the show know, I, I injured myself pretty seriously last year while I was in the middle of um, my eight-week fitness quest that basically went from last May through July. And as it turned out, uh, that nagging pain that I had in my shoulder and arm uh, were the result of a couple of serious tears uh, in my left shoulder and bicep, complete tears off the bone type of tears. I never knew there were so many different types of tears. And um, so as a result, on August 21st, surgery was done. And uh, for about eight to 10 weeks, I really couldn't do anything, including sleep. And even after that, there was very little that I could do. I had to have a sling on almost all the time. And I had gone from uh, working out six days a week, 6 a.m. to nothing. I mean, 60 to zero uh, in, in, in no time at all. So while I was uh, sitting around thinking about it, because God only knows I had enough time, I was thinking, okay, this is a setback. It's a big one. So what was I looking to do? And with the 
eight-week challenge, I actually had five specific goals tied to measurement. I wasn't looking at pounds. I was looking at inches. I was looking at adding some in some places and removing some in others. And of the five goals, I hit three of them. And the way I looked at it was, after that eight weeks, well, three for five, about at 600, that would make me a lot of money in Major League Baseball. But no matter what, I was better off eight weeks later than I was eight weeks prior. But ultimately, I was still facing this setback. I couldn't go to the gym. I, I couldn't do the things that I wanted to. So I had to take another step back and look at, okay, so those specific goals that I had attained, well, they're long gone. But what was I really looking to do? What was maybe the higher level, more aspirational goal? Well, that was actually pretty easy. I wanted to be in the best shape that I could be. I wanted to feel great. I wanted to look as good as I could. I wanted to show and prove that age is just a number. So those were really the things I was looking to do. And those inches and those exercises and things that I could no longer do all of a sudden became details, smaller details. So I had to come up with ways to work around it and still try to attain those higher level, more aspirational goals. Feel good, be in great shape or the best shape of my life and to try and look as good as I could. So what I was able to do uh, early on was walk. And I walked a little further each day and a little further each day. And um, it was cold, but I worked up to four or five miles a few times a week. That helped me keep the weight down when I had to be fairly sedentary. Then, after several months of therapy, uh, I was finally given the okay to start doing some light uh, curls with the bicep, and that was really exciting, and some light tricep work as well. Two days after I was given that okay, the gym was closed, along with most everything else in the state of Pennsylvania. Okay, now what? I really didn't have a whole lot of equipment at home. Uh, I had uh, some bands that they had given me for home exercises from therapy. I had a body blade, which was a great tool uh, for therapy. And uh, what I discovered was that if you take either a broomstick or this, in this particular case, what I used was a wooden uh, long sort of handle that I believe at one time was either uh, attached to a rake or shovel or something. It was in the garage for a long time. I don't even remember what it was part of. But it was thick enough to hold some weight, but thin enough to where I could literally stick this thing between a couple of gallons of water. And if I faced them the right way, I could literally do some curls. And I had a couple of light dumbbells. I said, okay, I'm going to have to do a lot of reps to get to the same point that I would have before. But I can't really lift much weight now anyway. So I was, first I started with wall push-ups. Then I graduated to uh, counter push-ups. And my goal on April 21st of 2020 is to do a push-up, a full regular push-up. And that is something that I'm, I'm working hard to do everything I can to do. And I never would have thought a year ago that a year later my goal would be doing a push-up. But again, everything's relative and based on where you're at at that time. So that will be kind of a big deal for me at this point to do that. And the significance of April 21st is it's eight months to the day from the surgery. And Dr. Matthew Ramsey with Rothman Orthopedic Group told me the day of my surgery that it would be eight to 10 months before I would be able to even think about doing a push-up. 
So as soon as I heard that date that was sooner, that's the one I targeted. Eight is a lot sooner than 10. So April 21st is when I'm going to attempt that. And I'm going to succeed with that goal. And then we'll go to two push-ups and three push-ups and so on and so forth. So again, I bring this example up because I still am able to find ways to pursue the real goals that I had. Those inches and those, those specific movements and, and body parts and things like that, yeah, they were important, but they were just pieces. They were pieces of an overall bigger picture. And that overall bigger picture was how I felt, my health, and how I looked. So that's what the inches were designed to do, to be in the right places so that those other things would happen. And I would hope that if you can kind of take that same uh, premise and that same process, and when you run into a setback or you face an obstacle or a barrier that you need to overcome, whether you decide to go over it, around it, or through it, which is the way I've often done, usually not the easiest way, but... Sometimes when you're a little stubborn, that's what you do. I'll just go through it. And that's kind of what I've, I've done with this physical situation with my, my shoulder and arm. I'm just plowing through it as quickly but as safely as I can. So that, like I said, is a process that I think you can apply, not just to you know, fitness type things. You can, you can apply that, that premise and that process to so many other things in life in terms of, okay, Here's the setback. Well, what was my goal to begin with? How is this impacting my ability to achieve that goal? What other options or alternatives do I have? Was I really clear on what the goal was anyway? And is there some other way to attain the goal if I either bring it up a notch, bring it down a notch, bring it to the side a notch, so that you're still aiming and shooting for something, but maybe via a slightly different path, but you still have the purpose and the passion of pursuing whatever that goal is. So again, I hope that helps. I will tell you that I've also received some feedback and requests to deal with more uh, business-related topics. Uh, one was um, skill versus will in the workplace. Sometimes uh, many people assume that when things aren't where they need to be or an employee's not where he or she needs to be, it's a skill issue. Oh, they must need more training, they need more development, so on and so forth. When in many cases, if not most, it's not a skill issue. It's a will issue, and that has to be dealt with differently. So I'm going to cover that in a future segment. And then the other uh, area that I was asked about, and it's kind of a sales-specific because that's where I spent many years of my career was in sales, is how do you handle or overcome objections when you're going for that sale? And I will submit that one of the best techniques that we employed over the years that I was in that business was to avoid the objection up front by dealing with it with a certain talk path and choosing your words and your questions carefully and more importantly paying attention real attention to the answers that you're given as you're working yourself through your process and I will say this that uh, years ago I worked as a performance consultant and uh, I was actually given the title of senior performance consultant I really didn't know what that meant but I went out and I bought this book and this book has been worn out. There are uh, different color uh, highlighting in here. There are yellow stickies. There are notes. There are, uh, you know, pages folded over. Uh, all kinds of things in here. But this particular book 
along with a few workshops that I took back in the day, really helped me from working with folks from a performance standpoint and trying to help them get from where they are to where they want to be. And there is a process that I'll go into in a future segment that you can actually apply, not just in the workplace, but at home, anywhere. Relationships, it doesn't matter. The same premise, the same process will apply. So I thank you all for tuning in. I hope you're staying safe and healthy throughout this unprecedented time. And I look forward to seeing you the next time. Thanks so much for watching.